No allotment today. I've swapped Richard for the car and an industrial estate a few miles from the plot. I've got everything I need to brew right here with me, including those all-important ingredients. And, after 11 months of clearing, digging, growing and harvesting, it is finally time to brew. I'm Ben Richards, and, in partnership with There's a Beer for That, this is Growing Beer. Hello and welcome back to what is one of, if not the, most important day of the whole year. It's approaching late afternoon on the 1st of November, and today I'm going to brew the beer. Right now though, I'm sat in my car, about to head off to my friend John's brewery. I've got all of the mini equipment I've been using to run the first few test batches on, and it's time to take those ingredients that have been grown or gathered over the year and try and make that final beer out of them. I am both extremely excited and more than a little bit nervous. I've got the filtered water, dried hops, malted barley, and I've just this second come out of the LSI lab at the university where I've picked up a fresh batch of our liquid yeasts. A couple of days ago, David took a small sample from the Hansenia spora and the Mechnicavia frozen stock, about minus 80 or so, and he grew it on ready for today. Now, you remember from last week that I've also decided to add in another yeast to make sure that the beer comes out as drinkable as possible. It's not a decision I've, I've taken lightly at all. I've given it a lot of thought, but I really need this beer to ferment to about 80% of those sugars, which is a lot more than the 25 or 30% that I'll get with just my current yeasts. Uh, you know, it's mainly so that all of the other ingredients are negatively affected by the, the cloying sweetness that I would otherwise end up with. So that yeast is going to be a simple Saccharomyces cerevisiae strain, which I'll add in after the allotment yeasts have got going and will hopefully sweep up the remaining sugars. Now, the whole process will be exactly the same as the brews that we've talked about in the past. Uh, mash the barley in hot water, boil the resulting sugary liquid with the hops, cool it, and add the yeast so it can ferment. The reason why I've decided to do it with John is to make it easier for me and <laughs> to reduce some of the risks. I thought about doing a brew on the allotment, but that would mean using a gas burner. There's no electricity up on the plot, and all of my tests have been done with a particular piece of electric equipment. I would also, therefore, be at the mercy of the weather, again, as it's not safe to use a gas system inside Richard for many, many obvious reasons. I also, if I'm honest, I quite like the idea of my tiny, tiny amount of beer brewing uh, in front of a backdrop of a much larger, much more serious piece of kit, whilst uh, having a seasoned brewer on hand to help out seems a very sensible thing to do. It's not that I'm nervous, much, <laughs> but after the amount of work that has gone into this beer and the number of people that have given up their time, I really, really don't want to mess this up with a silly mistake. As we've got towards this point, it's actually been quite funny talking to, to the various experts, especially at this sort of latter stage of the project. There's been a, a palpable sense of relief that they've got through their job or process and the pressure is off them now and back onto me. So I am shamelessly, absolutely shamelessly, sharing the pressure with yet another friend. Because I can brew, but I'm not a brewer. Anyway, I'm getting funny looks from the students wandering past my car, so I think it's time to get to the brewery and start the brew. Right, everything is now in the brewery. Uh, I've got it all set up on the, uh, well, it's a very small table behind me in the shadow of the, the big stuff, wouldn't you say, John? Yes, it's dwarfed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I'm with my friend and, should we say wise brewing sage? Does that make you sound old? Uh, no, I'll take Wise Brewing Sage. Yeah. Okay, like John, John McGill from uh, Powder Keg. 
and you are here to help with some generally assist with the brewing and to take sharp intakes of breath if I'm doing something stupid. Yes, that's it. I'll uh, just keep an eye on you. Okay, that sounds good. <laughs> so the, the process for the evening uh, is this. We're going to check over the recipe first and explain uh, what we're hoping to achieve come the end of the evening and then we're going to do it. Yep. We're, gonna, we're just going to brew it. We're going to take this entire year's worth of efforts and condense into four hours and hope that come the end of it we have like a warm happy brown liquid that's it that, at that, some that, point there ain't nothing to it but to do it exactly <laughs> yes <laughs> nervous moments i'm sure yeah we'll, we'll see how it goes um it's worth pointing out that i'm wearing about five layers of clothes I'm, in fact, i am wearing thermal socks and long johns under these trousers mm -hmm. welcome to professional brewing yeah because we're basically in a huge metal shed yes with 60 foot high roofs yes and how much insulation uh, about none. About none. <laughs> Absolutely none. Yeah. yeah. So before we get onto the uh, the actual brewing, though, mm -hmm. we've just opened up a bottle of the rainwater test beer. Yes. So using normal malt, normal uh, yeast and hops, but using the rainwater. What do you reckon? I think it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing too horrible in there. I've, I've wanted to pick holes in it, but yeah. there's nothing I can find that's you know. Okay. Openly wrong with it. Okay. Yeah. So that means in theory then, the rainwater's fine, the equipment that I'm using and the brew should be fine. Yes. It's just down to how the barley, how the hops and how the yeast behave tonight. Absolutely. But you've had those tested and you think generally yeah. what's going to happen, we kind of know. I, th so. well, I think so. The barley is, is gone through the malting process and it's come out well. The guys at Crisp are happy with it. The hops have been dried. They're looking good. They yeah, smell they smell good. good. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And I've just uh, this afternoon picked up the yeast from the lab. Um, Which is probably the biggest unknown, I would have thought. Then. Oh, completely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to see how that comes out. Yeah. <laughs> um, which brings us nicely onto the recipe. Mm. So what we're trying to achieve tonight, and by all means jump in and, and correct me on anything here at all, is... Oh, I will. Yeah, I thought you might. <laughs> we're going to go for a classic pale. Yes. I'd spoken to Mark a couple of episodes back about the options regarding style. Um, it just seems like with the ingredients that we've got here, it's the simplest, most natural option to go for. Yeah, well, Fuggles being a classic British hop, mm -hmm. yep. you haven't toasted any of your barley or roasted nope. any of it, so nope. you've got no choice but to be pale. Yep. Um, yeah, and you know, keeping it simple, letting the ingredients shine, I think it's the way forward. Yeah. Well, I hope so, yeah. And, and with that in mind, we're going to go for a smash beer. Single malt, single hop. Exactly, keeping it as simple as we possibly can. So there's one sweet barley element and there's one bitter fruity hop element into it. Indeed. So hopefully it'll let the ingredients shine or it'll highlight <laughs> something that has All of the shortcomings. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah. There is <laughs> there's nothing to hide behind. No. Now we've got the 3.8 kilos of barley, um, which is the limiting factor. So I think it, it was always going to be throughout the whole project. Yes. Well, certainly after the summer was we've had. Was that particularly poor harvest? Or We're like not talking about the harvest anymore. <laughs> we've, we've, we've moved on from that. <laughs> yeah. Now, I've done the tea test as well. Yeah. I sat down with all four of the hops a couple of nights ago, and I took three cones of each, put them into hot water, and then checked the aromas that came off them. Mm -hmm. And the pearl was very very subtle very subtle and grassy yeah there's not a lot of nose on it from the from the bag from that you hit no yeah. uh, goldings a bit more forthcoming but still not an awful lot and slightly weird, <laughs> you think it's weird? <laughs> yeah. okay. i thought there was a slight yeah there's something slightly not right about those okay yeah. the cascade was was like a little bit of fruit in there but it was quite earthy at the same time it didn't it didn't shine like i hoped it might do yeah uh, yeah i think yeah i'd have to try the tea for that one but if you're not getting those kind of citrusy notes off it I wouldn't bother yeah no no and that left the fuggles and the fuggles 
all's head and shoulders above the rest for me. Smells like it should. Smells like a hop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is why we're going to go for that as a single hop, I think. Mm -hmm. And now the water is all filtered. It's out there ready to go. Um, as we speak, you might be able to hear a hissing in the background. That is the uh, little all-in-one brewing unit that I'm using. That's getting up to temperature before we put the barley in. Um, and the yeast is right there in front of it. That's good to go as well. So, I mean, brewing, though, it, take, it takes a long time. We're going to be here for a bit tonight, aren't we? Yeah, thanks for that. Thing, yeah, no worries. Yeah. <laughs> so, you should, should point out it's now. What time is it? it? It's quarter to six. John's already had a long day in the brewery. Still um, got to get ready for brew tomorrow. You well. do, yeah. <laughs> so, he's quite kindly uh, hanging around and, and helping out with this one. But, you know, my life is brewing, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Problems at home. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it's about, what do you reckon? In total, I mean, we've got things set up and warming up now. It's a four yeah. to five hour job on kit this big, at least. Yeah, well, point. you know... Um, I think what are we mashing for an hour? Yeah, yeah. So an hour mash, the sponge is going to be oh, ten minutes. minutes. Yeah, it's yeah, not really. Yeah. Um, and then just as long as that's got a good element in it, hopefully it will boil fairly quickly. Mm -hmm. Hour yep. boil. Yep. yep. So, and then yep. you can do all the cleaning up. Yeah. So okay. <laughs> so might do it in three, hopefully. <laughs> well, don't think so. Ah. Um, <laughs> um, and, and the basic principle is it's going to be the same that I've been doing with the test brews um, with this bit of kit here. It's going to be First of all, getting those sugars out of the barley, get the hot water in, let it sit there, get those enzymes working, convert yep. that starch to sugar, yep. rinse it off, which is that, that sparge that you mentioned, mm -hmm. boil it up, get those hops in, yep. cool it down, yep. get the yeast in. Pretty much. You Go. make it sound so simple. I know. Yeah. <laughs> See how it goes. <laughs> and oh, from, 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 you know, from the listener's perspective, don't worry, guys, we're not going to do this for five hours. We're not going to sit here talking to you for oh the no, entire... Oh, no, if we're doing this, you're doing this with us, I think. <laughs> What we're probably going to do <laughs> is just do the major stages, a few minutes here and there um, as we go through the evening. But that's it. Brewing has a lot of these moments where you're officially at work, but actually you're sitting around <laughs> drinking yeah. tea or something. Well, then you've got to get yeah. ready for tomorrow. You've got, I mean, I'm, I'm sat here looking at the 3.8 kilos of barley. How much are you going to get ready for tonight? I'm going to put 550 kilos in the grain hopper tonight. Yeah, a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> just but you're going to help me with that. Yeah, I, th I, thought, I thought I was going to get a free ride that's on this why, one. That's why I saved it for late. Yeah, thank you, mate. But yeah, so if you're listening to the podcast, don't worry. You've got you know social lives, families, that kind of thing. We'll, we'll, we'll let you get on with those. Right, well, we've, we've started the brew now. We can't go back. No. We've, we, we've done the first stage, which is the mash, where we are going to get those sugars out of the barley. We've filled it with hot water to about, was it 65 degrees? And we've tipped in the malted barley. Yes. We now have to brew. There's no going back or changing my mind. No. Yeah. You <laughs> 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 but this is a m making it a momentous occasion. Though, I feel really, a bit sad. It? I've just taken that little little bags of barley and I've just tipped into steaming hot water and I'm now going to kill them off completely. Well, my favourite way to put it is yeah, that you're going to... Uh, steal the baby barley's packed lunches and swap it for alcohol. Okay, that's one way of looking at it. Yeah. Well, hopefully we will. That's yeah. up to the yeast. Yes. Um, but we've got it in at uh, 65 degrees um, so that we've got... So that's the optimal temperature, really, isn't it, for, for the mash? Yes, I would say, Okay. on this occasion. If we go too high, we end up basically killing off those enzymes and there's no starch conversion to sugar. Well, there's two enzymes working in there. There's an alpha amylase and a beta amylase. They okay. work at slightly different temperatures. Mm -hmm. One breaks down starch to long-chain sugars. Yep. The other one breaks down long-chain sugars into short-chain. So if you're working above 65.5, you're favouring the alpha amylase, so you're breaking down the, lots of the starch, yep. but you're not getting that as much breakdown from the long-chain to the short-chain. And we really need those short-chains, because we know that the yeast we've got from the lab is 
well, it, the strains that we have are not the most proactive, shall we say. They're like the simple sugars. Yes. So having it on the lower side of that, around the 65 degrees mark, that ensures we get lots of those small chains. You're favouring the alpha amylase, yeah, which is going to make sure you're breaking down more of that, proportionally more of the long chain to okay. the simpler sugars. Well, the mash is on now. It's away. I can hear the pump whirring away in the background. Mm -hmm. And that's just recirculating the liquid through. But it's going to take about an hour. So we've got a bit of time to kill now, haven't we? We have. Well, I say kill. You've got a plan for me, haven't you? Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's some proper brewing work to be done. Yeah, <laughs> All right, I'll put the mic down. We'll come back to this in a minute. <laughs> it is an hour later. My back hurts slightly. So I've been up <laughs> in your grain store. Ah, yes, yeah. <laughs> We've been lugging half a ton of your grain. Yes. <laughs> ready for tomorrow's brew for you, not Absolutely. for me. Absolutely. Back to mine. Yeah. The mash is done. It, it spent an hour in there. All those sugars have hopefully come out. You can probably hear the tinkling of the water as we've lifted up the, the tray or the container of the barley and we're now just running some heated but clean rainwater through it. And that's to extract every bit of sugar. Or as much as we can, yeah, yeah. without going too far. And next up then, we're going to boil it. And um, what good is that going to do us? Boiling does all sorts of things. For beer, firstly, it uh, sterilises it, of course. Mm -hmm. yep. Kills any bugs that might have carried through from the barley and that kind of thing, if they weren't dead already. Um, it's also, it's the first stage where we start clearing the beer. Mm -hmm. So we'll get something called a hot break, okay. which is kind of like when you boil a ham and you get the foam on top, that's generally protein. Yep. So that's coming out of the beer, so we'll skim that off. And it's also the chance to start putting hops in, mm -hmm. where we'll, the boiling action will, A, extract flavour and aroma, but also extract the bitterness from the hops or convert the bittering potential of the hops. That's the acids, isn't it? Yes, A summarisation of the acids. Indeed, yes. the alpha acids. We won't yeah. go into that too much now, though. No, let's not. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, but we're not going to chuck them all in at once because, um, as we've covered earlier on in this series, if we put them all in at the start, we just get lots of bitterness and no aroma. That's it, they'll all go up the chimney, they'll boil off. Yep. So we're going to stick the fuggles in at the start, at the middle, and right at the very end. Yes. Seem reasonable? Seems Standard <laughs> brewing practice for a, for a well-layered and, you know, yeah. lightly aromatic beer, yeah. Okay, brilliant. Let's get boiling. Right, we're at the end of the boil. Well, no, we're not quite. We've got about, what, 10 minutes to go? Yes. I think. We've added in the hops at the start, halfway through, and we're going to turn the boil off in about five, six minutes and add the last bit of aroma hops. Yes. Then we've got to cool it down. Why do we need to cool it down so quickly? Why can't I just leave it to just naturally? I mean, it's, it's what is it, eight degrees in here now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in freezing. Yeah. This is proper brewing then. Yeah. Um, so you need to cool the work down as quickly as possible. During the boil, um, there's a chemical called DMS, dimethyl sulfide, mm -hmm. being created, which has a very kind of uh, sulfury, sweet corny, cabbagey kind of smell not something you really want to carry through into the beer at the moment while it's boiling that will boil off but if you leave it to sit that will build up in the beer stop leaving the beer so you really want to cool it down quickly so that dms stops forming and as much as boiled off as possible and i'm guessing that the sooner we get it down to pitchable temperature for the yeast in the fermentation vessel and sealed up the better as well absolutely yeah with a sort of open system like this yeah, obviously you've always got the risk of infection once the beer goes below pasteurisation temperature. And on this bit of kit, 
it's pretty easy. I'm mean, looking around behind us. You've obviously got huge heat exchanges for doing this, where you run huge hoses from one vessel to another and yeah, pump we it do. through. Yeah, we do. Got three and a half thousand liters in about forty-five minutes. Okay. From boiling to twenty degrees. Because we're going to do twenty <laughs> liters in maybe ten minutes. Yeah. Less, but an awful lot less. But that's liquid. a good time. Anything you know, officially brewing. If you do it in yeah under an hour, you're generally all right. Yeah. And the brew's actually looking quite good, isn't it? We, it we, is. It's looking a lovely colour. Yeah. There's little hops bobbing about inside. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. And we were just saying that we're actually, we're quite impressed with the barley, the amount of sugar that's come off of it. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, I, I'm quite shocked at yeah. how good it's been. Yeah, it's, it's professional quality barley that okay. then. It's, it's totally, totally unviable way of producing it, but yeah. the actual finished product <laughs> is actually working out quite well for us. Yeah, so no, that's it. Obviously the proof will be in the pudding, yeah but there's it smells right yep it looks right it looks right okay yep. and it's coming in at around about what was it 1050 we're thinking on the gravity i think we'll start about 1050 yet yeah, um as an og mm -hmm. yep. um which means it should ferment down sort of maximum 80 percent of that okay and we'll end up with a beer hopefully maybe nearly five percent ideal all right let's get that cooling coil set up So we're cooling it down. We've gone from about 95 degrees down to what's that, 47, 48, not far now until we put it in the fermentation vessel, yep. which has been sanitized. But then the next job, once it has cooled down, is to pitch in the yeast. And we need to add a little bit of liquid to these samples or to the, the vials that I've got from the university yep. of those two cultures. And we've also got to add in the normal Saccharomyces cerevisiae yes. uh, so that we can we make sure we get a full fermentation. So, effectively, we're just going to pour the liquid in once it's cooled down, and we're going to pitch the yeast in, aren't we? Well, that's it. That's uh, the, the, the yeast um, is dried, mm -hmm. so it needs to be rehydrated, mm -hmm. preferably in a fairly gentle way, okay. before we pitch it into the beer, yep. full, full bore. Okay, so get a little bit of the rainwater, sterilise it, and then pop that yeast in and let it just kind of <laughs> yeah. get used to being liquid again yes that's right yeah exactly that okay and then it'll be a case of well, i mean i'm going to take it home first we're not going to put the airlocks on tonight because i've got to get this half an hour yeah back home again in the car so we're going to put the lid back on again and as soon as i get back in a little while i will get a sterilized airlock put it on and i shall tuck it into my cupboard keep it somewhere warm yeah well it's about 18 degrees consistent temperature that cupboard downstairs and, th and that's a good fermentation temperature that means you'll get a nice clean fermentation not too many of the sort of byproducts of fermentation that can occur yeah and which can add flavor to a beer but yeah equally you know you're hoping this is going to shine with the malt and the hops yeah I, I'm, I'm interested in limiting additional flavors until we know what we've got from the homegrown ingredients yes <laughs> i think i think that's wise cool so we'll get it home and then it's well i guess then it's just a case of, of cleaning up isn't it yeah that's it um and then time for the beer really isn't it just give it let it do its thing yeah whisper gently to it <laughs> is that what you're doing here <laughs> absolutely yeah that, so if i weren't here at walking <laughs> for 10 p.m at night you'd be walking around hugging and talking to yeah the that's beer. it stroking the, the stainless yeah god you have got more problems at home than i thought <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's it really. So we'll clean out the what's called the trub at the bottom, all that kind of hop. Yep, hop and course. protein and general sticky things. Yep, and then we'll, well, I guess I'll pack it all up and I'll take it back to the allotment as fertilizer, I think. Dig it back and let it rot down and compost. And then reuse all those nutrients for whatever. For when happens. you do it again next year. <laughs> do it again next year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, do, I feel a little bit kind of 
oh, it feels lovely that we're actually very nearly at the end of the brew now and there's not that much more that can go wrong. Absolutely. It's kind of, I do feel slightly bad. And to the left of us is a sack with, what, three, four kilos of spent grain. Yeah. That's it. That's the end of the road for the barley. The hops have got literally minutes left until they're just chucked away. And then it's, you know, just hope that the, the beer comes out as expected. I was going to say, yeah, the thing that will cheer you up will be the beer, surely. Yeah, in exactly one month's time. Wow. Well, anyway... Thank you very much for your help tonight, John. Pleasure. I don't think it came across in these little bits here, but lots of advice here and there as to what we should and shouldn't be doing have been very helpful for the well, last few hours. Hopefully it's got through my stage <laughs> without <laughs> me mucking yeah. it up. Is that what you're aiming for? <laughs> you're just aiming for don't cock up Ben's entire year yeah, of brewing. Yeah, that's it. I'll leave it to you to cock up now. Okay, all right. <laughs> Thank you, mate. <laughs> no, I have utmost faith and I look forward to trying it. All right, cheers, John. <laughs> Right, let's get the beer strapped in. And there we go. A very, very big thank you to John there, not just for his help with the brew, uh, his knowledge and his experience, but also for the company for the past five or six hours. And there we are then. Nothing left for tonight but to get this 15 litres back home, add the second lot of yeast in, and seal it up with an airlock. Now, as I mentioned earlier, I'll be keeping the hopefully fermenting beer at a fairly stable 18 to 19 degrees. Uh, it's in a little cupboard in my kitchen. It's got a stone floor, so it's fairly consistent throughout the whole year. And that's where we should see the sugars converted into alcohol over the next week or so. Now, it's important that I keep this fairly consistent, as if the temperature is too high, the yeast will ferment too quickly, and any off flavours may become exaggerated. And you know, let's face it, it is quite likely that there will be some unusual flavours, shall we say, coming out of those yeasts. Too cold though, and the yeast will work very, very slowly, if at all, and that's not ideal. But hopefully this one shouldn't be too much of a problem. You know, I'm your stereotypical man when it comes to heating the house, but even my put-on-a-jumper mentality doesn't see the house get that cold. You remember John and I talking about the brew starting off at 10.50, about 10.50, 10.52, and this is a measurement of the original gravity, which is, is basically how much sugar is in that liquid. As the yeasts do their thing, that figure will slowly reduce until it's come down to something between 10.12 to 10.15 maybe, and this value will then be the final gravity, and knowing what the original and final values are will help me to determine how much alcohol is in that beer at the end. Now I'm hoping for about 5% roughly. Oh, and also, as well as my big tub of beer, I've got my little one too. It's only about a litre or so, but importantly, it doesn't have any yeast in it, as I'm going to need to freeze this in preparation for next week's important job, bottling. But we'll get to that next week, because in the next episode, I will be getting some advice about how to get the labels designed and printed for the beer, you know, ahead of the rapidly nearing tasting party, and I should be bottling it. It's pretty much the last step where I can mess this up, so fingers crossed it's going to go well. For now, though, we have both just got one more job to do, you and I. In much the same way that John had me lugging his barley around, I would like you, please, to tell other folks about growing beer. Share it, tweet it, you know the drill. Assuming, of course, that you are enjoying it. I mean, if you're not enjoying it, though, we are in episode 9 out of 11. You must have some serious staying power. And whilst you're doing that, I, I'm pretty tired. So I'm going to take this little one home, tuck it into bed before doing the same myself. Thanks again for listening, friend. You know what? We are very, very nearly there. Good night. Good night.